Welcome back to HR Works Podcast, 5-Minute Fridays. I'm your host, Jim Davis, and editor of the HR Daily Advisor. Starting next Monday, June 14th, we have the HR Daily Advisor will be conducting our Recruiting and Talent Acquisition Week. We'll be offering a recruiting-oriented session on Monday through Thursday of next week, and there is a link to register in the description, should you be interested. We're also offering a unique piece of recruiting-oriented content each day, and that includes the rest of this conversation, which will be live on Thursday, June 17th on our Faces of HR column. There will also be a link to that column in the description. In this episode, we're going to discuss the current state of recruiting, including uh, whatever happened to the so-called great rehiring that everyone was talking about, uh, with career expert Vicki Slemmy. Vicki is a nationally recognized career expert for Monster, an author, career coach, speaker, columnist, spokesperson, consultant, and friend to the HR Daily Advisor, and I'm very happy to have her on the show. So thank you so much, Vicki, for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jim. It's my pleasure. Um, do you have a recruiting superpower, and what is it? My recruiting superpower is to help employers find the right talent and find the right fit. Now, if I can wave a magic wand, we would be we'd be in great business today. Uh, but we know that's not the state of the affairs right now um, with the labor shortage. Yeah, yeah, and we're definitely going to get to that uh, in that, particularly in the faces of HR column. Do you have a favorite recruiting question? I do. Um, from a recruiting standpoint, it's usually behavioral based. So I used to ask candidates, like, name a time when you dealt with a difficult client or colleague. What was the situation? How did you handle it? What was the outcome? Because it's not so much what the situation is or was, Jim. It's how did they handle it? Yeah. How are they feeling pressure? Because those difficult people will, will unfortunately, you know, happen along the way. Um, so that was usually my go-to in terms of um trying to get a sense of show, don't tell. Like, don't tell me you're a great worker and you get along with everyone. Give me examples. Yeah, that's great. That's a really good one. Um, I was recently having a conversation with someone. We were talking about the what's your weakness question. And we both agreed that that doesn't really get to the meat of the issue because someone can misrepresent themselves or they don't want to say that they have a weakness, even though we all have plenty of weaknesses. But asking them something like that, you know, really makes sense. It's you're going to learn a lot about them based on how they react. I certainly know that challenging clients don't necessarily bring the best out in me. And it's an ongoing learning effort. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting, Jim, is the weakness question, because, you know, oftentimes candidates will turn that into a positive. Like, I'm too detail-oriented. Something <laughs> that I've heard that is effect, an effective way to spin that question is to ask, on one of your performance reviews, when your boss said you need you know, to work on something, what was it? Because that's showing a weakness that you can you know, describe and then how you're going to overcome it or did you overcome it? Um, and I was actually asked that myself on a TV interview. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a great <laughs> question. Let me think about it. Because also you want to you know, put your best foot forward. Um, so it's like, what was something during your performance review that you, know, you need to improve upon? Yeah, that's great. And it, and it provides a path towards correction. So it's not just like, oh, you're stuck. You said you're bad at organization and we're going to remember that forever. You know, it was, here's your path towards towards uh, overcoming that that issue. Exactly. Do you have a least favorite recruiting question? I think it is that weakness question because <laughs> if you get a solid answer, it's going to be turned into something positive. Um, and if you might as well just ask, what's your strength? Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I always think of Michael Scott in the office. You know, I, the first time I watched that show, I wasn't in corporate America. Um, so I didn't get the joke when he was doing it. He was doing an interview with David Wallace. Um, and he was saying, you know, my my greatest strengths are, or my greatest weaknesses are I care too much and whatever the other two were. And he said, see what I did? I mean, my weaknesses were my strengths. Watching that again after learning everything I've learned since then, it's just, it's hilarious. I mean, It is. It is true. <laughs> 
the question doesn't really, I think, doesn't get to what you really want to know. No one's going to say, hey, I am flopping. I don't follow up. <laughs> no one's going to say <laughs> yeah. What is something that you wish that hiring managers knew about recruiting? I wish that they knew how important, well, we see at Monster, we see that they know how important it is to find the right fit. But I think that's that, that sometimes takes time, that you're not mm-hmm. going to extend an, a job offer to your next awesome new hire within a week. But you also, you know, don't want to make it too long where candidates will say, oh, you know, I applied, I didn't hear back. So I think it's also, I think empathy and communication goes a long way. So when I was in recruiting, even if I had candidates that I knew the job was on hold and they didn't know that, I would email them and say, we haven't forgotten about you. I think they just need to feel that love and that yeah. connection because they're looking for the right fit too in the employer. And they want to know that they're, they're not being forgotten about and they're not a number, which they're not. Um, so I think it's that connection. I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges uh, being on the market is just the just no communication so often that's the case it's just maybe you get a confirmation that they received your application through an automated system but that's not even guaranteed and it happens on both sides because i know candidates ghost recruiters and 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 employers all the time uh it's kind of like a war almost and it's like well they ghosted me so i can ghost them and it's just you know it's just uncomfortable right it is and it's interesting you know when it's like almost us versus them because it's more like we're all on the same team you want job with an awesome company with great opportunities and salary and the company wants to hire someone who's an incredible asset who's a go-getter and so we're both when you both have the same objectives and they're in alignment it's not us versus them or you know I'm going to go them or I'm it's let's work together during this it's a process and you have to trust the process yes absolutely um last question what's a piece of advice that you got that you'll never forget Mm, so many nuggets (laughs) Um, my, one of my former bosses who was like a work dad, when I was in recruiting, Jim basically said, it's not always what's in the box score. So if you watch a ball game and someone makes an awesome catch and saves three runs, it's not going to show, let's say the Yankees won, won nothing, that this awesome catch was in the box score. It's just that one run versus zero runs or, you know, strikeouts or, um, innings pitch. So it's all the things that recruiters can do on a daily basis. I mean, I remember one hire I made, it took an entire year because that was a very passive candidate. Um, so it's hmm. all the things that you can do. Let's hope, you know, that was a long time to fill for that position, <laughs> but um, it ended up being a different position at that point because so much time had elapsed. But basically it's a matter of looking at what you can do on a daily basis. Are you posting jobs? Um, let's say on Monster, we're seeing an increase in transparency in terms of when is the job, when is the office reopening? Is it a hybrid position? What are the safety protocols? So it's like, how can you um, be more transparent? And so those things aren't necessarily in the box scores. If you're producing reports for your manager in terms of how many hires you made that month or that quarter, but it's look at all of these phone calls I made, look at all these candidates that I phone screened that I didn't proceed with the process because they weren't the right fit. Right. Um, and sometimes hiring managers who are removed from the recruiting itself, let's say when I was um, working for an accounting firm, and they're looking at the, their very numbers base, like show me the numbers, how many calls did you make, how many interviews did you conduct? I'm like, this is actually a good thing I didn't present these candidates to you just for the sake of interview. Or, yeah. or we had so many great candidates, I think we should interview them all because you may have hiring needs and we need to build a strong bench. So I think it's the things that are not necessarily showing up on reports that you were able to consistently produce and do every day and also build relationships because relationships are are top in business as well as recruiting. Yeah, well said. Thank you. Um, and 
Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I certainly hope you're all enjoying these smaller episodes. If you found this interesting, do consider checking in next Thursday, June 17th, when I'll release the rest of the interview with Vicky via our Faces of HR column. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at HRWorks Podcast, and we are also now available on Spotify and Audible. Thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HRWorks.